The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 105.9, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus, sponsored by Advocate Healthcare and Athletical Physical Therapy. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Eberflus. Jeff Joniak here with you until 8 o'clock tonight on News Radio 105.9 WBBM. We recap the 23-20 win over the Houston Texans at Soldier Field. Good evening, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, thanks for giving me a shout-out today. Yeah, At the no news doubt. conference no this doubt. afternoon. I had to do it. I, I hear my name echoing. I go, I, I can't be good. <laughs> I can't be good, but... Uh, it was. We'll tell you about it later as to why at the news conference. But it's the first time my name's ever been mentioned at a head coaching news conference. Well, we're going to so. do it more. Oh, I don't think Make so. Make it a weekly but, event. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, let's get to the game. Uh, the name of the game is resiliency right now, right? Uh, and that's probably true for most of the 32 teams in the league. I'll give you some numbers later as to why, but uh, resiliency is necessary to get a win. Yeah, there's no doubt. You really do. You got to be strong in in the fourth quarter, and you know certainly in the second half. You know they're all you know decided by one score or less. You know it comes down to that. So you know the guys know that, and we've been working really hard at that. You know it's really how we practice. You know our mental and physical stamina is, is good, and it's how we practice every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's it's what we built upon. You know during training camp. And the guys are able to execute down the stretch. You know, that's almost like a fuel tank. You know, you got that on full to have that. But when it's not on full, will you tell us that too? When, you know, when something like that, you just didn't feel like the week was good and it showed up on a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I thought we had a good week of practice. You know, it was physical on Wednesday and that showed in the running game on both sides. You know, we ran the ball obviously very well on offense and uh, that's all 11 of us. And then we stopped the run better on defense. You know, we had a 37 you know, a goal, we got 3.8 um, for the game. But, yeah, that's all 11 of us there, too. So we thought we tackled better. That was a big emphasis for the game uh, going into it. Uh, not where it needs to be yet, uh, but it's certainly we tackled lower and we tackled better during the course of the game. Is it ever perfect? It it can be real close. Yeah. That's what we're searching for. You've had some of those games, huh? Yeah. Where you, that, that must just be euphoric for a head coach who who – who is hammering that nail all the time for a m- moment like that in a game? Well, it's, it says a lot about the coaches. You know, the coaches work tirelessly to get that done uh, during the course of the week, make those corrections, and to get better as a football team. And that's what we need to do every week. You know, we need to improve every single week, you know, going forward. How's the crowd for you? Uh, you gave them a treat at the end there on Roquan's pick and the field goal with a walk-off win. Uh, the place went crazy for that. But overall, uh, you know, it was uh, a patient game. For a fan to watch, yeah, yeah, the fans, <laughs> the fans have been great. You know, Chicago Bear fans, are, they're they are very intelligent, and man, they get loud when they need to get loud, and we're excited about having you know that environment at home, you know, and certainly excited about being two and zero at home. So, uh, creating a home field advantage for ourselves, All right? Because you're getting a road here for a bit. I know you do one at a time, but there's a whole chunk of road games coming up for you. Yeah, and that's the same, really the same preparation for us. And we feel a lot of times you get a little bit more time uh, on a road game because you got that travel spot. Um, in the hotel, and you have some more mental preparation you can get done there during that time. So I mentioned uh, that I pull out this stat, but 2-1 and one through three weeks in a season where 18 games already in the league have been decided by three points or less this season. That's the most in NFL history through right. three games. Did you know that stat? I did not, but I certainly know it by living it. You know, it's, yeah. it is uh, always that way, and uh, that's why you have to be good in situational ball. Offenses are not scoring a lot of points. It's down 5% overall. I, I don't know who's watching these things, but the NFL certainly chunks a, 
out that information every every Monday and and after the games on Sunday. So implying to me that the 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 idea of having these type of games is exactly what the NFL loves because it keeps everybody's interest from the first kickoff to the final gun. Yeah, that's the way it is. That's the way it goes. You know, I remember back in 2020, the scoring was through the roof. You know, so you know we couldn't tell if it was the crowd noise or what it might be, but uh, certainly that season was a little bit different than this one started out. All right. Well, you know, it takes time, first quarter of the season anyway, with the training camps as they are now. Do you buy into that at all, just uh, in terms of both offense and defense? Yeah, you know, talk I, about tackling. I mean, we talk, teams are always upset about tackling in the first quarter of the year. Right. You know, and I, and I think it's, you know, if it's predictable, it's preventable. You know, and that's what Coach Rod used to always say. <laughs> so we got to do a better job of working that in. And I think our, our you know, playing the preseason games helped us out, you know, to, t- to get us to a bigger, you know, better spot than if we wouldn't have played in those games for sure. All right, 281. 281 yards rushing the football. Most here since 1984. That predates the the Bears Super Bowl team, and they ran the ball a lot and at a great success rate. But that's that's impressive no matter how you slice it. Yeah, that's it's uh, historic. I mean, you think about it, that's a lot of years between you know now and then for sure. But, uh, man, that's a great job by everybody involved. I mean, you know, we had a bunch of big runs. You know, which you need that have that to get that number, and everybody was involved. I mean, the receivers blocking on the perimeter, the tight ends blocking, um, the linemen jumping to the second level to to get to the linebackers and push them by the pile, and then you know Herbert making those you know great cuts, and um, it was it was all everybody involved, and it was it was something to watch. It's empowering to see you win the line of scrimmage in that regard, isn't it? I mean, players love that. I mean, that Borum on the on the Khalil touchdown run. Cleared his guy from right tackle all the way to the sidelines. I mean, it's like out of a movie, putting a guy on the bench. I mean, that that play blocked up. Yeah. Had to be Yeah, we showed that well, play. a sight for sore eyes. Yeah, I mean, that's something. We showed the play in the team meeting today, you know, because we show all, usually show all the touchdowns and explosive plays, and then we show the takeaways and all that in, the, in that meeting. But, man, I highlighted a bunch of guys in there. Both tackles, you know, obviously you said Larry pushed the DB down on the ground and then – you know, the uh, Braxton came up and finished and really had the touchdown one. And then if you look at uh, Sam, Sam had a great seal block yeah. on that. That was excellent, too. So there's a lot of good blocking on that particular play and obviously a great run. Heck, uh, blasting game also. Got to put him in there. Uh, Braxton Jones, he had two cracks at him because he kept going. He finished. Yeah. Yep, that's that's right. the definition of finish right, right. there. And we want to be strong finishers, and we and that's how we practice. We want to you know start fast and finish strong in everything we do. And uh, those guys proved it on that play. Montgomery, I think 11 snaps. Uh, how's he today, like uh, mentally? Because I know this means everything to him. Uh, he's uh, The team's important to him. What he does on the field is important to him. And uh, it happened on a play when he wasn't even running the football. Was yeah, he's, he's very passionate about this football team and about his teammates. And, you know, he, he's, he's just that way. He, what a great worker he is, what a great teammate he is. And, you know, certainly being injured, you know, you know he's down a little bit about that, but uh, he's he's he'll turn the corner. Right now it's day to day. We'll see where he is on Wednesday going forward and the rest of the week, and then we'll we'll go from there. But Herbert certainly uh, took the baton, uh, and this is somebody we got familiar with last year when David was out. He led the NFC in rushing for four weeks that he was in there. So excellent runner. What do you love? Yeah, he's he's a little bit different style. I mean, he's very smooth. Um, you know, he's uh, obviously gets north. You know, right away. And he's he has the ability to hit the home run, you know, and that's that's what's great about him. Um, I, I love his style, and he's a, he's a really good pass protector too, which is which is awesome thing to have for to be able to do both. 
The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Snap back to Mills. Passes tip. Oh! Intercepted in the hands of Roquan Smith. Tripped up by Mills at the 12. Do a dance, baby. Do a dance. Bears defense turns him over. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show here on News Radio 105.9 WBBM with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. Great seats available to see your Chicago Bears this season at Soldier Field. Get your tickets at chicagobears.com slash tickets. The pick. Great read. Came downhill with uh, a real purpose. And heck, maybe if it wasn't tipped by Angelo Blackson, he still might have picked that ball off because he had a... He had a beat on it, didn't he? Yeah, it was it was a really good play. Um, you know, we were in a zone coverage there, and uh, he just read it and broke. And and I really believe he probably would have picked it off, uh, no matter what. And uh, um, what a great play at a great moment. You know, and he's a he's an impactful player. Um, certainly had a great game. You know, with the sixteen tackles, you know, and that great interception. You know, some TFLs, and uh, he was all over the field. And uh, he's in that well position for us, and uh, that's a hot spot in our defense, and you need a playmaker there, and he certainly was that. You know, uh, he hummed the ball into the south end zone. I mean, I, he must have thrown it a mile, a uh, little gift for the fans, but he just let, let out a lot of emotion. He's probably got a lot of pent-up feeling for a variety of reasons, but he's constantly being compared, though, to other great players at that position in this particular scheme. So yeah, he, wa- he wants to deliver this kind of mail, too, and – there's going to be more of this, isn't it? Because the further he gets engrossed in this scheme and what comes to him and what he creates, right. there's going to be more big plays here. Yeah, there's a lot of plays to be had in there, and you certainly got to make them. And uh, he certainly did that in this game for sure. And then we're excited about where he is. You know, he's uh, growing in the defense. Uh, he's understanding where he fits in the defense. You know, and I said it last night, you know, he, he's coming from a 3-4. You know, so it's a little bit more lateral. Um, it's a little more take on. And this is more run, you know. It's more run. It's more speed. It's more playing, you know. Uh, um, you know, in front of the in front of the linemen in front of that are penetrating. And you have to learn how to do that. And I think he's learning uh, as as he goes. He's getting more comfortable in that position for sure. Nicholas Morrow also had himself a nice game. Six tackles, a big one on that tackle for loss. It was third and six. Yes, that was a big play, but. Coming out of there, that gave that guy no chance to even get away. No, it was a great reaction, and I love the tackle, the form tackle that he had on that. And that's exactly how we want to do it, and we're going to use that for the rest of the, the team and the rest of the guys to show the perfect tackle and how you do that. But what a great reaction in a big-time play in a big moment. I think you and I talked about it the morning of the game, uh, the, the proper way of, I mean, looking for more lower tackles just like that. That that is that, the, by definition, Yes, hamstring tackle. That is it right there. If you want to see the definition or a video clip of it, there it is right there. That was awesome. Awesome play right there. How about on the back end? What, what, how was your uh, analysis of that after watching tape? Yeah, it was good. I think we gave up a couple plays that we shouldn't have. Um, you know, we got to do better um, back there on a couple plays, um, you know, just communicating. You know, we did we did a good job overall tackling, though. I, I really like the tackling. Um, it's not where it needs to be, but it is. it has gotten better. And we just got to keep getting on the runners and keeping the cup, the big cup on the ball, you know, the force player, pursuit player, and apex players. And we're continuing to do that, but that'll be an emphasis for this week. Are mental errors manageable right now? Uh, or are they still happening at a rate that you're not comfortable with? Yeah, I think mental errors, you know, are always, you want it very limited. You know, um, you know, if you're being realistic, usually less than five. Um, if you have more than that, um, that's too many. And we're still working to get to that low number. So we, we have to continue to work on it. Guys understanding the scheme, understanding what we're trying to get done. And it really comes down to how we practice. If we practice, you know, mental, mental error free, we'll do it in the game first. 
All right, let's talk about Kyler Gordon because he was in the focus a week ago. You worked with him this past week, uh, made a couple of very nice plays too in the game. I know yep. there was the one big pass play, but uh, just the instincts, the speed. The, if something goes wrong, it doesn't seem like he's going in the tank for the rest of the game. He's still making plays. No, like he's that, been... the, the read on the, from the nickel slot to break up that short throw over to Brandon Cooks, that's a big-time play. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing a lot of good things, and he's going to build on the positive, and that's what you have to do. And he's, he's continuing to do that and then make the corrections and then learn from those. And those experiences he's having are invaluable. They, they are so good for him to be able to learn from that. Um, you know, we worked a lot on his footwork last week you know, in terms of how he's, his angles going into tackles and what his, his footwork needs to be going into the tackles. And he improved on that this week and how to hamstring tackle um, at the low and wrap strong and make those plays with his feet. On a play like that from the nickel slot, since that play is everybody runs it, everybody tries to get a little uh, a receiver out there and sure. try. Could the, is that an interceptable pass at some point? This it is. Season? I've seen it intercepted a couple times. You know, usually it's by tip. You, know, you actually tip it and they actually can catch it that way. It's hard to catch it in the first, you know, in the first way, but. Uh, we've certainly seen it tipped and intercepted a couple times. All right, let's talk Kendall Vildor. You know, you know, Kendall ended up, you know, grading out pretty well. Um, he made that very impactful play with Eddie uh, picking that pass off. We know, we, and we talked to him about how he's got to get his hands right for, so he can pick that pass off. But that got tipped up. Eddie made that great interception to stop that score. Um, he had a couple pass breakups. Did a nice job. Did a better job tackling as well. So you know, he had 58 plays in the game. So uh, he did play well, stepping up into that role for sure. Now more of the Bears Coaches Show featuring Matt Eberflus on Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station 105.9 WBBM. Snap it, a toss right. Big hole. Herbert breaks through 30, 35, 40. Hits the gas at the 50. Angling left of the 40 of the Texans. Stiff arm with Stingley, and he rolls them down inside the 25. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Khalil Herbert, the 52-yard scamper. Typically on a big run like that, I always say a crack turns into a canyon, and the way he goes, but that was a canyon from the jump. What a, what a running lane for Khalil Herbert on that one. But you know what I really loved about that play? As you as a coach, I was talking about finish, finish. It doesn't matter what phase you're playing. Like the final eight or nine yards, moves the ball from his right arm to his left. Right. Uses to, he picked up eight or nine extra yards on that. Yeah, run. no doubt. And that's what we tell him to do. You know, if you have the space to do it and you're not in traffic, go ahead and switch the arm to, you know, you know body ball boundary and then go ahead and use use that weapon that you have, that stiff arm, and that certainly creates yards for us. And uh, he, he did a great job with that. Again, that was a pretty wide open hole, but uh, – um, you know, the guys did a nice job of, uh, you know, run, you know, varying your runs, you know, inside, outside. You know, when you do that as an offense, man, it's hard for the defense to defend all those. And uh, they just got it rolling. Uh, best day running the football in the league by a player, Khalil Herbert, 20 for 157 and the two touchdowns. Only two negative runs, 10 carries for five yards or more. Uh, it, it almost seemed crazy to think that, you know, at one point I'm thinking, they're going to get 350 yards rushing the football. I mean, I think 190 yards of those came before contact, which tells me that the guys up front were doing their job. And you mentioned the receivers. We've got to talk about Equinemius St. Brown. His blocking has been really good. Obviously a product of the system that he was coming from, what you're demanding as well. But if you could put all that in one big pot and share with us what's going on there. Yeah, it's just, you know, you know, Tyke does an excellent job of coaching these guys, you know, when to crack, when to stalk, and you know, in how we do it. And, you know, you know, from Mooney to, to St. Brown to Pettis, you know, to you know, Smith, all of them in there, you know, doing a great job of sustaining their blocks. And uh, that's not easy to do because a lot of times they're cracking on bigger safeties or they're blocking linebackers. 
And it's just about the want to, you know, and then the technique that the coaches are telling them to do. And we got to practice that way, you know, and, the, and they do. And it's been really, really uh, good to see. And you have a really good, we call those receivers, those are explosive playmakers, right? So they make them obviously, you know, in the passing game, we get chunk plays in the passing game, but they also do it in the running game. You know, they're so important position for us to make explosive plays in the running game because that's when it gets to the second level, and that's when we have to get those blocks on the perimeter. How beneficial is blasting game proving to be? Kari blasting game, 11 snaps the first week, 13 last week, 15 this week. We told you last week, folks, that he had a, uh, when he was on the field, 110 yards of offense produced. It's, it's got to be close to another 100 yards yesterday on those 15. He was in there for a lot of big plays. Yeah, and that's such an important thing on early downs to have that fullback in there. Um, and it changes, you know, if you're in 22 personnel or 21 personnel and you have that guy in there, it, it's, it's a big adjustment for the defense. And you have to really work on those run fits because not every team carries a fullback. You know, so, you know, only a few teams do, you know, and more and more are starting to go back to it. But, man, when you have that weapon as a fullback, it creates a lot of situations for the for the defense to handle. we got to talk offensive line. They, they are grading out very high in the run blocking. I, I know some studies say the pass blocking isn't what it needs to be or whatnot. And, again, these guys are growing. This is week, week three together and some young players on there. How would you assess their development at this point. Yeah, Chris Morgan, you know, and Austin King do a great job with the offensive line. I mean, you know, I'm in some of those meetings, and those guys are teachers, and they they have a way of simplifying things, you know, and to get the guys to play aggressive, you know, and smart and with great technique. And you can see that. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's perfectly blocked a lot of times, you know, and guys are – and then what I love about it is the second effort to finish. Those guys are always covering down the field – they're always pushing the pile. They're always knocking things forward. We always say, knock it forward on offense, knock it back on defense, and that's what they're doing. Um, and uh, the effort is there, the technique there is there, and the want-to is there. And that's uh, that's attributed to really to the whole group. That's a tight group, that offensive line, and they're building upon these performances. And, and you know, playing time uh, will continue to be a focus based on what you do in practice, and that's certainly something you touched on with Tevin Jenkins this past yeah. week. Yep. Lucas Patrick to start had a lot more snaps at right guard. Yeah, that's right. And uh, again, it's all about practice. You know, the way you practice is, you know, the way you're going to play and how much you're going to play. You know, so that's an important piece to that. And uh, again, he had a good Thursday and a good Friday. And now we got to work on that running day, that first day, and have him have a good Wednesday. And week. you keep referring to, you know, we'll, we'll get into Justin Fields in our next segment, but. You know, it's a group thing here, so offensive line, if, if the pass protection can only hold for so long, I mean, there, there's got to be – It's it, and same with him getting rid of the football or they miss I – mean, it's all together. The whole, All 11 guys matter on the execution of these plays. Yeah, no doubt. That doesn't matter if it's a run or a pass. It's all 11 of us, um, you know, and coaches too, and we got to make sure we're, we're, we're on point. The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus is sponsored by Verizon. Bet Rivers and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Kick up by Cairo Santos. It is good for the win. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show here at Hallis Hall with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. And one quick four-play drive that you didn't care about, just line it up and kick the finishing blow. And that was Cairo Santos from 30. He made all five of his kicks, including a 50-yarder. And he hasn't had many of those uh, as a bear, but inside of 40, he hasn't missed as a bear. 36 in a row. I don't want to jinx him moving forward, but, hey, job well done. Yeah, he was 3-for-3, three three, you know, had a 47-yarder, a 50-yarder, and obviously the game winner. And uh, it was really good operation by everybody involved. The protection was good all day. Um, you know, the snap, the hold, obviously the kick was great. 
and you know it takes all 11 of those guys as well but uh certainly good to see a, uh, us move the ball to the left hash there and then he he kicked it right to the middle so it was a it was a, a fun moment yeah to me the pressure's on the holder i mean he's still learning right i mean he's he's a young player so but uh he he's uh, he's proven to be quite the impact player as well his, his punting has been outstanding I, I met him in the locker room last week for the first time and a delightful young man from north carolina I uh, went to NC State, but grew up in Chapel Hill, so we had a good conversation about that. But uh, that's a that's a big moment for a young player as well, getting that snap down in, in a key moment there. Because yeah, you never know what's going to happen. You never do, and uh, those guys are tight, and they certainly work hard at it, and they've been doing a good job with that. And he's done a nice job of punting the ball. You know, he's uh, yeah, you know, really good at punting pin. You know, down there, those those rugby style kicks, and he's really improved on that, and that's going to be a weapon for us. All right, let's talk, Justin. What did you see? Yeah, so, you know, Justin, I thought, you know, we're going to build off the explosive passes he did have. You know, there was a lot of times where he had a nice explosive pass, a couple to Cole, you know, had one to Darnell Mooney. You know, he had some good ones, you know, and, and uh, that's an exciting piece that we can build off of. You know, with that running game that we have, there's going to be some wide-open lanes for us to be able to throw into, and we're going to continue to build off off the positives there. So uh, that's where we are. And uh, we're, we're uh, working diligently to get that done. Do you feel in any way, and I, I'm going to focus on that deep ball to Mooney uh, that he attempted um, in, in traffic, there were possibly other options. Is this a pressing situation at some point just wanting to go for the big play? Maybe that opens things up. He is a competitive guy. Uh, I'm sure that's part of it. And maybe just the other guys pressing too. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I alluded to it in the press conference earlier is that you know, it's all 11 of us to get things done. doesn't matter if it's run game or pass game. You know, it's, it's about the protection. It's about the, you know, the timing of the routes, you know, the depth of the routes that we're running. You know, and all of it's involved. And you know, of course, the quarterback's part of that too. You know, so we're just working through that and trying to get better every single week. And uh, we're going to accentuate the run game to open up those passing lanes. You know, the interesting thing about this is, you know, people uh, talk about this, this system. Aaron Rodgers, as great as he is, had, had a little bit of run-up for that in 2019. He, he was getting sacked quite a bit during that. Uh, we look at Russell Wilson now in a similar system in Denver with Nathaniel Hackett. It hasn't been real easy scoring points. So is that a factor in this, too? This is new yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's like the rhythm and timing of an offense. You know, that takes time to build, and uh, you know, you're going against different coverages, different fronts every single week, and I think that's that's something that has to do with it. And uh, again, it's it takes time. You got to be patient. And it takes time to get through the process of it. In terms of his decision making, we touched on this last week too about taking some of those runs. Uh, he he certainly feels comfortable doing that, and has picked up some. It's helping the run game too. It's keeping defenders on their heels a little bit. How, how much is that helping the overall run game? Just with him back there too, because they got to worry about him. Yeah, it, no doubt, it, it definitely helps out. You know, when you have that threat of a quarterback that can run the ball, you know, either it's design runs or if it's a quarterback scramble, you know, that that puts a lot of uh, you know stress on the defense for sure. And and. Up here, mentally, he's, he's in a good spot, or is he taking this, you know, forgetting it and moving on type of no, mentality it's, it's, every day? Yep, he's it's, it's our 24-hour rule, so he's he's going to that. We're just in the meetings with him. He's positive. He's upbeat, and he's getting ready to work. get back to work on Wednesday. The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Fields the throw, got an open man, come at the catch over the shoulder. Inside the 35, outside the numbers, and rumbles near the 30-yard, down to the 27. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Calling all Bears fans, get the ultimate VIP fan package with Chicago Bears VIP. Secure a game ticket and appearance 
from Bears legends and more by visiting ChicagoBearsVIP.com. Uh, one of two big catches by Cole Komet. Overall, that's going to loosen things up as well. I don't know what comes first, chicken or the egg here with receivers uh, finding success to help out the tight end or the tight end helping the receivers. I know it's all 11, but sometimes the coverages, that'll help one of those two positions. Yeah, there's no doubt when you can get the ball to your tight end because, you know, I think that, you know, tight end receptions are, are, are really good because those guys have the catch radius. You know, they're usually bigger than the guys who are covering them and they can use their body. Um, and you can certainly throw those guys open, but man, they're they're usually always open because of the catch radius. And uh, you know, Cole proved that last you know yesterday, and uh, it was great to see him get those two explosive passes. And it, maybe it only takes uh, a little fire starter like that to to get that rhythm going for weeks to come, right? I mean, is this possible? And what are you seeing in practice from that chemistry that maybe hasn't made it to Sunday? Yeah, well, there's been great chemistry with with the tight ends, all the tight ends, and and uh, he's certainly caught some explosive passes, you know, you know, down the middle of the field, you know, you know, in the corners of the of the field, and certainly in the low part of the field too. So that's what we're stressing. And, again, he does a nice job of catching the ball and running after the catch, too. So we're excited about where that is. Uh, Byron Pringle only managed to play a couple. It would be great to get these guys in there with some consistency, right, to, again, with the continuity, maybe get Bayless Jones here in the coming weeks as well. Yeah, so we're, we're excited where Bayless is. We'll see where he is this you know coming week because that will be a nice added piece for us if he can come back you know from that hamstring. So we're excited to see where he is going because uh, that brings a speed piece to it. And certainly in the return game, we can get that going as well. And that'll be very helpful for us going forward. Um, you know, all those guys are, are, are working hard um, during the course of the week. You know, uh, you know, St. Brown obviously has been, you know, been an impactful player for us in the run and the pass. Um, you know, and certainly Mooney getting going there is going to help us as well. All right, let's talk about Darnell because we talked about it. This is why yeah. uh, the Joniak name was mentioned in the coaches' news conference. I'm very flattered, but uh, I couldn't believe my eyes because, honestly, I'd, I'd never seen it. So he's out there in the jug's gun. A lot of people uh, on social media were taking pictures of it from the media. It, word traveled. Um, and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way because uh, this is just who he is and what he's all about. It doesn't surprise me doesn't surprise you, but this is not somebody looking for attention just because, uh, you know, he might have had a couple drops in a game. This is work. This is his job. Yeah, he's he's a, he's works hard. I mean, he's out there every single day before practice on that jug. So that's that's nothing new to him, you know. So, And if he wants has something to work on, he's going to go work on it and get better at it. So he's a very determined young man. He's very talented. And, man, he's a hard worker. So when you combine those traits – Nothing but good things are going to happen for Darnell this year. Did you talk to him about that today? Oh yeah, I've talked to him about it. He know he knows that, and uh, he knows that uh, everything is positive going forward, and every, we're working in progress here. And he's a big part of our plans. Did Did you ask him why he did that? Oh, he's just working. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. getting to work. That's that's all. It's a cool little story, if you ask yeah, me. No but doubt. it's like you know. Uh, sometimes you hear these stories about high school sports or whatever. Basketball team goes after they got beat. They go back in the gym and they have a practice or they're running sprints. That's not what this is. Yeah. This is just guy working on his craft. Like the 84 hockey team. Yeah. Right? That's right. <laughs> exactly there right. Let's talk uh, special teams real quick because aside from the operation is what we call the kicking, punting, and uh, long snapping situation, what did you think of the overall performance uh, on that? There was a fake punt on you, obviously. Right. Pump return game's been been quiet, but uh, Tristan Ebner still very very good back there on the back end for the kick return. Yeah, we talked about it today. You know, just about sustaining blocks. You know, we got to do a better job of having a body on a body and sustaining blocks in our return game. You know, to give those guys some windows to run into. 
Um, so we got to improve on that for sure. And that's that's going forward. That'll be a big emphasis for us this week. Rarely do we put the focus on guys that are on the special teams kickoff coverage team or you know announcers and there's there's no time for it right but Tom and I did it yesterday just to alert who's on there I mean these are guys that Chicago hasn't really heard about yet there's a bunch of rookies on there and uh, I think they deserve to you know this is where they're cutting their teeth the guys like Elijah Hicks and Weatherford and uh, you know we can go down the list there's a lot of young players on those units but it's it's a way to get playing time and they're getting your attention and you're going to be talking about these guys for a long time if they if they do clear that hurdle and get the chances to uh, win some spots on defense or, or on the offensive side of the football. And, and those guys are doing a good job, you know, from Sanborn to Joe Thomas, you know, uh, Weatherford does, does a nice job. Obviously Blackwell in our, is one of our gunners, you know, uh, you know, Lamar came in and, and, you know, did some things for us yesterday. Uh, Jalen Jones also has been one of our gunners and he's been doing a good job with that. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that go, you know, unheralded, yep. you know, throughout the course of the game that really, uh, you know, are a big part of our success for the victory victory yesterday. And not Matt Adams yesterday, but he's your leading special teams tackler going into uh, week four with four special teams tackles, a familiar player to you. Hopefully he'll be back soon as well. The Bears Coaches Show continues exclusively on the home of the Bears, Chicago's news traffic and weather station, 105.9 WBBM. Snap, play fake, Mills, hit, down he goes, snowed under, bringing in the heat. Justin Jones on the sack, first of the day, Davis Mills. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus. There's the sack by Justin Jones, the three-technique defensive tackle, the play up front uh, getting it done. Uh, how's he been playing? I know he had eight tackles last week, uh, this week the sack, and that was a big one, came out of nowhere. Oh, he's, he's in one of those important spots for us. You know, he plays the under tackle for us, and, uh, man, he's been doing really well these first three weeks. You know, that's a takeoff position, so he his, his charge is to get off in the B-gap, and uh, he does a really good job with that and disrupt the run in the pass game. You know, and when he gets a single, then we, you know, we ask him to win those those one-on-one matchups in the pass game. He's done a good job either getting pressure or getting sacks in that regard. So that's what he did in the game uh, yesterday. I know uh, a depth on the defensive line is uh, never enough. You're, you're always looking for guys to come in there and rotate. Have you been pleased with uh, the snap distribution among the guys? Are you getting the waves of fresh bodies that you seek? Yeah, it's been good. You know, you know, our, our defensive, uh, you know, guys have been doing a good job of rotating those guys in there, and uh, we want to have guys fresh in the fourth quarter so they can rush. You know, when they when they need to, and we've been getting some good pressure. You know, obviously it's never enough pressure, never enough sacks, but we need to uh, keep working those waves. You know, and making sure we're doing a good job of getting those guys in there, like Travis. You know, and, and you know, and Al, you know, Muhammad and. And, and also Roe, you know, uh, Dominic, Dominic Robinson in there too as well to rush those guys um, and, and to get their chances and get their one-on-one matchups. How do you know when it's time? Yeah, so we the rotation for that on early downs, you know, the coach is controlling it, but we also work closely with the players. You know, so if the player knows, hey, I'm going in, this is my fourth player, my fifth play in a row, then we'll just simply rotate them out. They know the play number that they're looking at, and they know who's rotating with them. So, um, you know, and we want to get our rushers, obviously, in the green rush on third down so we can get out the field. You say the green rush? Yeah. What's that? It's just our like our NASCAR green rush. Oh, okay. You know, the, guys, okay. the speed rushers. Speed in the NASCAR yeah. package. Yeah, you see, you're throwing words at me. I, you know, you got so many, I can't keep track. <laughs> yeah, there's there's quite a few of them. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Joe Thomas in our previous segment, uh, veteran that you know, uh, and he came in there and uh, played in the base defense. It's it's so crazy now to see veterans on the practice squad, but I think it's been a valuable thing because they tend, 
you know, because of salary cap, they tend to just go by the wayside and all of a sudden you don't hear from them, you know, maybe ever again. It's not a league that favors veterans sometimes, but uh, has that been a good thing to have a practice squad that can include veteran players of any experience? Oh, that's been outstanding. How how valuable? You have that experience and you're able to plug and play, you know, and, and, you know, Joe's played in our scheme, you know, before, and, you know, he came out 27 plays. You know, Houston is one of the more, you know, base teams. You know, they come out in 21, 22, and they utilize that a lot. So he ended up having 27 plays yesterday, you know, and had a lot of plays in the kicking game too. I think he had 22 in the kicking. So he was a big part of our game plan, and he functioned really well. You know, he ended up grading out really well for us. He was consistent. Uh, he was physical, made some tackles. And, and we were certainly glad to have him in there. He performed really well yesterday. And these guys got to love the game because I'm sure it's a little hit to the the ego a little bit to be put on a practice squad. You're not you're not in that same 53-man payday type of thing. But it is a, it's a better situation. Um, do you have to have sometimes heart-to-hearts with guys about that that they don't want to go on the practice squad? Yeah, but, I mean, you do. And But, yeah. you know, Joe's the right kind of guy. Yeah. You know, he's a great teammate. He's been in this league a long time. He understands the league. And, uh, and he certainly put, a, put his best foot forward yesterday. All right, excluding scrambles, going back to the offense here, 394 yards on the ground in the past two games, not including Justin. What eventually will this allow you to do in this, in this offense? Yeah, so you've got to have foundation. You know, so what is foundation? Well, we know the foundation for us is our hits principle. You know, the the hustle, the intensity, taking care of the ball, and being smart uh, situationally. Well, the intensity piece, part of that is running the ball. You know, so that's how we we, we show intensity on the offensive side of the ball, and that's a foundational piece for us. You know, so in order to be a good football team, you have to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to stop the run, and we're you know we're we're establishing that right now as we go through this season. So. And what that opens up is a lot of other things. It, it opens up, you get loaded boxes, and it opens up a lot of windows in the passing game. So we're excited about where that's going, but you can't have that if you can't run the ball. You know, So it's important for us to be able to do that and establish that week in and week out that we're going to be able to do that. Now it's time to look ahead, brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sports book partner of the Bears. The Bears head to Jersey next week to take on the Giants at noon. The Giants trying to get to 3-0 tonight. They are already underway hosting the Dallas Cowboys, and we'll get Matt out of here so he can take a look at this matchup uh, with Dallas. Uh, first thing you think of, obviously on offense, is Daniel Jones, a quarterback with Saquon Barkley, who's had some injury troubles. Bears have played him every year since 2018, so he's had a couple of injuries in the Bears game that's, that's cost him some time, but he seems like he's back to work and back to normal. Yeah, they certainly have good skill on their team. There's no question about that, and their runner definitely is that. You know, and he's he's a load to bring down, and he's also a, a, guy, a guy in the passing game that certainly can can work you in the passing game too. So we've had a chance to play him, you know, a few times over the last few years, and and certainly what a great player he is. Um, so they're gonna we're gonna have our hands full with the Giants uh, coming this next Sunday. And how about Daniel Jones? What's your analysis on him? Yeah, I think he's improving. You know, I think uh, you know Brian Dable is a great coach and a great quarterback coach, and uh, he's certainly utilizing his his skill and what he does well um, in that offense. So uh, Brian's done a great job with him. And uh, defensively, uh, the front is is pretty impressive. There's some names on there. A couple guys are getting back healthy, including Ajilari and uh, the. First-round pick, Kayvon Thibodeau. So I'm sure you took a look at him uh, in the draft preparation as well. But with Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams and those guys, 
It'll be interesting. And I mentioned Wink Martindale, and the first thing I, you, know, you always think of is just the pressure and the types of different looks he gives you. Yeah, he was with obviously with Baltimore for all those years, and he did a great job with those guys and the varying fronts and coverages and the pressure package that he brings uh, certainly creates a lot of issues for the offense. So we'll have our hands full with that. And guys, that we're going to work at it. You know, obviously we're going to look at it here the next couple of days, come up with a, ga- a game plan that's simple, that's sound, that's, that's attacking, and uh, we're going to get that w- going here pretty soon. All right, Matt. Well, we appreciate it as always. Another one of the books, and good luck in your pursuit of win number three. All right, thank you. Already at the quarter pole. Well, used to be what the quarter pole was. I always forget that 17th game, but it's it's moving quickly, right? Yes. It's moving quickly. Appreciate it, Matt. This will be the seventh meeting since 2013 between the Bears and Giants. Bears have won the matchup each of the last three years. Brand new scheme, brand new leadership there in New York. That's going to do it for us here from Hallis Hall. I want to thank our producers, as always, Lisa Fielding tonight, along with Andy Gersher, Dan Burley, and Jordan Tretta. For Bears head coach Matt Eberflus, I'm Jeff Joniak. Week four kicks off back at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Pre-game at 9, kickoff at noon again.